0: Hello, welcome to PMS Bazaar Podcast. This is Akshay Menon, Analyst at PMS Bazaar. Along with me, we have Mr. Anil Riebel, who is the esteemed investment professional author and author. He founded Bright Horizons Group in 2003 and currently holds the position of CIU at Bright Horizons PMS and a fund manager for selected schemes. He is a CFA and MBA holder from ICHAI, Right Horizons managed AM around or closer to 900 crores. So, without any delay, let's have him for the quarterly update for the quarter 1 of 2023. Hello, sir.
1: Yeah, excellent.
0: So, let me ask, ask my first question. What was your overview for the previous quarter and how do you feel the market has response? If you could elaborate on quarter earnings.
1: Yeah, India's listed corporate earnings were reasonably healthy for the last quarter of the previous uh, fiscal despite uncertainties and, you know, the global landscape. Uh, We also saw that incremental earnings were almost entirely driven by financials and auto, uh, while metals uh, ended up dragging. Uh, Banks, the numbers continued to be strong, uh, driven by robust credit growth momentum uh, especially, you know, in the retail and SME segments uh, and recovery in the corporate uh, loan segment. Uh, there were also stable margins and we saw some bit of improvement in asset quality. Uh, autos, on the other hand, volumes grew across segments um, on a year-on-year basis and, you know, barring two-wheelers, 2 uh, two-wheeler, uh, sorry, sorry, barring the two-wheelers, uh, it remained relatively flat. Uh, uh technology uh on the other hand the performance of it companies was mixed uh mid caps also ended up uh, outperforming large caps with you know stronger uh, revenue growth so in and uh, all in all i think it's been a reasonably good quarter market scale new highs with earnings coming in healthier you know and uh, the bit of an improving macro indicators uh investor sentiment also improved so i guess it's all pointing towards a bit of an optimistic outlook
0: thank you sir it is and uh, if you could elaborate on the investment philosophy in the process has going to contribute to the performance of your funds what what is the secret mantra that you follow
1: yeah so uh you know a key part of uh, it has been you know our investment philosophy We have uh, uh, the philosophy is about striving to deliver a superior risk-adjusted return. Okay, and we also have a robust risk management methodology uh, and a structured investing process. Right, and uh, we also go through and do an in-depth fundamental and quantitative analysis, uh, for, for which we have a bit of a framework. And I think putting that together, you know, and and working and delivering towards it is what has helped us, you know, uh, uh, deliver performance and, uh, you know, the performance also has been, uh, pretty consistent and I, I, give a good reason of it for, you know, the process that we have, uh, we also do, you know, have a bit of a, uh, framework where we say, okay, how do we look at identifying, you know, the, f- in the future leaders, uh, and, and which help us, you know, uh, identify, you know, multi-baggers. And so there's a framework, you know, by which we sort of work there again to try and, you know, get, uh, you know, good businesses, uh, at a price that we are comfortable with. And I think, so this growth, uh, multi-bagger framework is something that, you know, uh, helps us also to, you know, pick up some of those leaders. And you know where we are able to do that consistently is is where we also see returns.
0: Okay, thank you, sir. And when you say about multi back returns, I think that's a, a key thing for any investor who looks upon for a fund. Uh, most of your funds, just like let me look value or flexi cap or, or the India business leader, most of them have given a better returns than the respective uh, benchmark. So if you could explain like how they are different and how they the approach from, uh, the
1: difference of each of these data Yeah. Like I just mentioned, right. Our process and, uh, you know, how we go about it and, and the frameworks that we've developed have helped us be consistent in our performance. Uh, so just detailing that a little bit, you know, uh, we filter businesses with, you know, solid, solid fundamentals, right. And, uh, you know, from the whole, universe then we come down to uh, a smaller set of stocks right uh, subsequently we you know scrutinize these for uh, you know uh, all operating metrics uh, we have created a bit of a ranking methodology you know based on which we uh, you know give scores to companies uh, based on you know various parameters and weightages that we've come up as part of this methodology uh, and and uh, finally, you know, we have, uh, you know, valuation metrics in place and, and, and like I said, uh, uh, growth at a price is something that we like to, uh, look at. So, so the last part of it is also looking at valuations and, uh, you know, where they go out of sync with what our views and expectations are. Then we also look to exit them. Uh, but fundamentally we also follow a bit of a. Uh, bottoms up approach of stock picking, you know, where uh, you know we look at uh, various metrics which come into uh, our screening criteria, and uh, subsequently, you know, um, we, we search for stocks which can also uh, say either be turnaround stories, can be potential disruptors, and have you know good moats uh, for their businesses, which sort of uh, ensure that they are able to consistently deliver you know, uh, on profit growth, uh, so so that so those sort of put together sort of help us, uh, you know, to come out with uh, more consistency in returns. And, and, uh, but yeah, I would give the process orientation as one of you know, the key drivers for the performance. Yeah,
0: actually with your answer, I got to understand about the uh, how a right horizons approach a, a stock for the selection into their portfolio. That was very clear. But if I could ask, what is the exit strategy right horizons for to exit from a particular stock? Is there any particular exit strategy that
1: you have, sir? Yeah, actually uh, one of the methodologies that we have is what we call as the right horizon pendulum. And and that is more to do with, you know, uh, entry and exits. Uh, so like like one said, uh, when, when we enter itself, we look at what is the valuation and price and based on that enter. And subsequently, if we find, you know, valuation skyrocket and go to levels that we are uncomfortable with, then that is something that we exit, even if we love the company, right? Because uh, as part of a risk management as well, you know, you know that, that that's a practice that, you know, we've been following and it has worked well. The number of companies where, you know, they are fantastic companies, they did very well, you know, we exited and and subsequently they either stagnated or some of them even came down. So, so that... Uh, so ex- exits have been a bit of a strength on our side. The second point of exits that come in is when you know because we track uh, every stock quarter by quarter, all you know the results, uh, attend the calls or meet the companies, etc. And and if we find the inconsistency in what is being said, uh, or we find some deterioration in performance or outlook, uh, so various factors, you know, uh, we may also take a call. You know to exit the stock uh or you know lower the weightage you know depending on all of these so so again uh exit also has a very clear uh, process to it okay and that is something you know which uh, has helped us because uh, what happens is many times you know uh there's a temptation to get carried away you know with with all the positive things that are going behind the stocks right so so the process helps us stay away from it and, and take uh, rational decisions.
0: Yeah, absolutely. sir. And, uh, if I could ask if, if there is any notable investment decisions that were made in your strategies in recent or in previous quarter, and if you could throw some light on how the portfolio has, you know, stand up for the, in, in spite of the market was quite volatile at the time. So, you know, how did the, uh, how did the portfolio stand up in volatility? If you could give some examples.
1: Yes, yeah, so uh, see uh, there are basically you know a number of stocks. So, so for example, again, uh, since you're talking about stocks, I also cover what are some of the actions that we took, you know, say in the recent quarter, etc. Right? Uh, uh, because some of it is also we look at it based on a slightly macro view and outlook uh, there. Uh, and in one of uh, the the areas that you know we focused on was moving over uh, some bit of the weightage and, in strategies like flexicap cap uh, from large caps to uh, small and mid caps and and uh, that was based on our analysis and we actually came out with a report as well uh, where uh, and it was a contrarian uh, view at that point of time because there was a lot of volatility you know uh, around uh, silicon valley, valley bank and you know uh it is spreading on to credit suites and europe etc and india also we had uh, you know the adani overhang uh, so uh, we did say that we think you know markets will do well for this financial year as well as uh, a move towards small and mid caps and there were various uh reasons you know and, and where we analyzed and uh, data that we analyzed which brought us to this conclusion so based on that you know we did Move out of a number of large cap stocks, right, from Bharati, Airtel, Maruti, Sun Pharma, etc. Okay, Uh, and and we ended up moving to small and mid caps. I don't want to name the sort of companies, you know, that we've bought, but but we've onboarded NBFCs, uh, financial services companies, uh, some bit on the retail side, specialty retail, okay, and uh, newer themes that we think will uh, drive the, you know, bull cycle and continuing uh, performance, you know, for the period to come.
0: Okay, thank you. So, that was a, a, a brief answer for the question that they asked. So, if you want to compare so Q1 of 2022 and Q1 of 2023, do, do you think which quarter performed well over Right Horizons?
1: Yeah. so uh, not only for Right Horizons, I think for the market as well, you know, the sectors. Uh, Q1 FY22 was, you know, uh, IT and metals uh, were in the limelight. Okay, and uh, they were showing strong growth uh, and they were moving up. They were misses some bit, you know, from the financial uh, services space and uh, private banks showed some slippage uh, from the retail segment and also NBFC's uh, reported sort of uh, below par earnings, uh, you know, uh, as collections got a little impacted from uh, the COVID uh, type of situations. Okay, and also uh some bit of stress uh, uh, building up from you know segments across auto capital goods and you know uh, telecom also uh results were impacted uh, you know by the pandemic so uh so it was a bit of a uh not so easy quarter but uh the tables turned over in the first quarter of uh, this uh, fy23 and uh, uh so so the corporate earnings growth was primarily led by banking, financial services, uh, BFSI, uh, uh, rather the BFSI sector. Okay, and uh, uh, on the other hand, IT, pharma, uh, and some of the cement uh, sectors, etc., were impacted. Okay, so so it was a bit of a turnaround in some of the sectors which did uh, really well. You know, uh, came back and did poorly as we sort of went forward. Uh, uh, but yes, the BFSI sector has improved structurally. Uh, NPAs also are at a better place and we're seeing that uh, more sustainable, you know, earnings growth uh, coming from, you know, various segments, uh, you know, of the years. So, so all in all, I think uh, uh, we think that uh, Q1 uh, 2023, uh, you know, uh, has been uh, good and probably setting up, you know, for some, Better growth as we move forward.
0: Yeah, that even the you know the markets are all time high now. Yep. One more thing, Alex, like that we are coming to the last part of the question session. Uh, the last question is that: What is your outlook on upcoming quarter earnings of 2023, and where do you see any changes expecting in the portfolio?
1: Yeah, so uh, I think the things have stabilized a lot and uh the domestic uh, macro environment also uh, is strong and you know uh, various indicators also are sort of uh, indicating in that direction yes there's been a bit of a cool off in uh, key commodities which has helped because it has moderated inflation uh it'll probably uh, see hopefully interest rates come down okay of course yields did take a bit of a breather out there okay and uh, so so that would sort of uh, be positive, you know, for companies on the borrowing side and to also, you know, help spur growth, Uh, growth in uh, earnings, we think will come from um, BFSI and auto, Uh, we think consumer and IT will also report, uh, you know, strong, uh, healthy growth, Uh, while you know, metals and cement could be a little muted, even though say they may, they are likely to improve from in the past uh, quarters uh the sectors based on domestic demand we believe will you know uh, do better than say export oriented segments okay uh so so we think uh, the domestic economy you know will will do a lot better and that makes us bullish on you know uh, say building materials uh, autos and auto oils al- ancillary uh, banking sectors okay and and we believe they will continue to drive uh, earnings growth, uh, and uh, possibly they could also outperform their peers. Uh, on you know the market cap side, I think small and mid caps uh, will continue to do well uh, relative to large caps in our view. Uh, and and hopefully, like I said, uh, interest rates could uh, get cut as we you know uh, go forward if inflation sort of uh, continues to sort of uh, be where it is. Uh, and uh so so uh, you know we all in all we believe that uh you know we are uh, or we like small and mid caps and we also overweight there uh, and we we sort of looking to increase weight in financials and autos uh mid cap it is another place that uh, we like uh, and you know consumer uh, and newer themes so one believes that our portfolios are reasonably well positioned uh, for the uh, cycle that is uh, coming up. And uh, we had as part of that, like I mentioned, we did proactively uh, move our allocations toward mid caps in portfolios, which allowed us to do that as well as we did reach out to clients and uh, investors to say that maybe the mid and small caps are the uh places to be and uh uh, we believe that uh growth at a reasonable value uh you know multi-bagger framework that we have will hopefully help capitalize and continue to deliver uh superior returns thank you so that was a very detailed answer and thank you for your
0: time uh, that will come the end of the session. I think I'm sure the, uh, the insightful thoughts that you shared in this interview would help the investors know about the previous court happenings and they, they can also easily focus how what's, what's going to happen in the next of 2023 as well. So we also gave a brief about right and how they can going you know, see a positive investment. We'll also in the next, uh, in next year, in the upcoming months. Thank you, sir. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, thanks, akshara right? It was nice talking to you.
0: Thank you, sir.